Uh, welcome back to Soul Talk. And today I'm super excited because we have Jenny LaRoche from um, uh, NBC's hit series Smash. She played the role of Sue on Smash. And she is also a former Radio City Raquette. So we have Jenny in the building. Welcome, Jenny. Thank you so much for coming. Um, I'm just, I just can't wait to just get into everything that we have to talk about. So thank you for being here. <laughs> Thanks for having me. This is fun. <laughs> great, great, great. Okay, so let's just jump in. Um, when did you start dancing? I started dancing at three years old. Um, I think my mom just put me in there because I wouldn't stop dancing around the house. <laughs> okay. And uh, yeah, I started in like gymnastics and tap and ballet right. and then progressed from there. Right, right. like all of us probably. Mm -hmm. um, so did you always know that you wanted to be a professional dancer? You know, I knew I wanted to perform, but I didn't know if I wanted to be a professional dancer. I didn't really know what that meant. Right. So I kind of grew up on like the Janet Jackson days, the like, if I was your girl, you know, so I knew that I loved that. And I loved watching music videos back when music videos were on TV all the time. Right. Um, and I would like jam out. Like I wanted to sing like Whitney, dance like Janet and just like be Gloria Stefan. Like, you know, growing up in Miami, that was like my zhuzh. But I didn't know what it meant to be a professional dancer. It wasn't like something that was really discussed. Exactly. Like, how do you have this career? You just fall in love with it. Like, you know, we all did as kids. Like, I just want to dance and live my dreams. But then you're like, how do I get there? Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's interesting because I, I was the same way. I didn't know. I don't think I wanted, I didn't never said anything that I wanted to be when I was a kid. I was never like, ooh, I want to be this. I think maybe one time I said I wanted to be an ice skater, but I don't feel yes, like ice skater. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't grow up in a house with cable, so um, mm -hmm. I didn't see music videos, but I so wanted to be a fly girl. Like, it was... I still see living the same. color, yes. We bring <laughs> living color back and half fly girls, mm -hmm. and we should just do it so we can be a part of it. But I completely agreed. Yeah, just that feeling of wanting to dance and not really knowing what that means career-wise. The only thing my family knew was like kind of Alvin Ailey type of thing, and they were like, "Well, do you want to go that route?" And I always knew that wasn't really for me, but I didn't know that there was this whole other world of professional dance that you could have, right? Right. So Absolutely. when did you realize, I guess, when did you know that it was, you're going to be professional? When did I know? Well, <laughs> so leaving high school, high school, my love for dancing and being on stage and like creating numbers and, you know, like I remember doing um, Sweet Charity and just like playing that Helena, like I just loved, I knew I wanted more of it and I knew I wanted to pursue my career if I could, again, didn't really know what that meant, by high school. So for me, like my first major step of like, okay, I'm gonna do this. I don't know how to get there, but I'm just gonna follow my path that I want to create for myself. Um, and it was choosing like a college and majoring and dance and discovering, you know, what that meant. Like if I was going to do concert dance and be a part of that world, cause I really, um, it, that really wasn't my zhuzh as much, you know, I loved musical theater and I loved commercial dance. Um, 
I fell in love with concert dance in college for sure. Like it opened up this whole new world that I got to study all these different techniques and oh my God, like the movement quality, it was just, it meant so much more than just like kickball change across the floor, you know, that I had been doing. Um, local dance studio, you know, that's like kind of where I grew up and you know, it's kind of same story that a lot of people have. But I think my technique was like, finessed and refined when I went to college and I just gained more knowledge about the art and the craft of it all that gave me more of a platform to be like oh this is what the kind of career I could have and I just got to like be more specific with what I really wanted to do Yes, love that you made that statement because there's an ongoing conversation sometimes I hear around the convention circuit really is should I go to college for dance? Do I need a degree in dance? And you'll hear a lot of people who don't have dance degrees say, you know, well, I don't have one and I've been able to make it, which is true. You don't need a degree in dance to be a dancer. But I agree wholeheartedly um, when I went to grad school. So I went to Spelman for undergrad and did not major in dance because my family was like, don't major in dance. <laughs> um, but I still performed. And I ended up moving to LA anyway and dancing. And then I went to grad school for dance. I got a master's in dance. And I feel like my artistry in dance is so much stronger, even though I know that I'm a commercial dancer and that's what I prefer. I, and, but my storytelling is richer and my, you know what I mean? Like just the, the way that I'm able to uh, structure movement or just even speak about movement, I think is. You can actually articulate movement, like mm -hmm. different forms of it, different techniques. Yeah. Like, yeah, it it makes a world of difference. So I feel like you just said it. It's the huge difference between um, kind of an amateur yeah. dancer yeah. and a knowledgeable dancer. Um, and I get the same question as well. Like I judge a lot of dance competitions also, mm -hmm. whenever I can. And we always do Q and A's. That's kind of what brought me to create the LaRoche approach because. I feel like young dancers really do ask important questions and it's always the question of I want this so bad this is my dream I want to live on the stage and make a career out of it how do I do that how do I go about it like what when do you get an agent what's the difference between an agent and manager like all those kinds of questions so I love being able to answer them and that question is always asked is there a point to going to college for dance? And for me, it was really beneficial. I felt like I had a lot to learn. Um, I think it really did develop who I am as an artist. Like you said, like I can articulate more. Um, just even when I choreograph or when I create, my movement is better because yeah. it's more storytelling and I'm not just doing a bop ma <laughs> like the music is grounded and the music yeah. is you know telling you something different and it's darker like you're just able to um yeah like blend these worlds together of movement of storytelling of music and you know musicality like all of that is so important and beneficial and I definitely gained that um, skill set in college. It's not necessary. I know plenty of people that college is not right for. I think you have to be a patient person 
and you have to be able to, college is gonna give you the skills that you need to create a career for yourself, but if you're not the kind of disciplined person that can use those skills and you need someone to kind of focus you, it, it might not be for you. So that's kind of what I tell people out of high school, especially in the convention world, like it's so different. It's not as, you know, you're not wearing these rhinestone costumes <laughs> when you're doing, you know, the performances um, or whatever, like semester qualifications you need. What Every university is different, but totally different world. It's not the convention world, but you're going to gain a lot from it. Um, it's personal places, I guess. Yeah. I didn't even realize it, but okay, we'll move on a second, but I'm just so glad that you even brought that up. Um, I think the most important thing that I may have gained from my grad school experience or having attended a university for dance is that, um, the value of research to inform your story or, um, you know, before I went, I was just dancing. I was putting skill after skill after skill, right? Just dancing, because that's what you do in a competition world, right? You just dance because the music sounds good and you kind of maybe have a vision of what you see to a song, but to actually have your movement or or the story that you're telling grounded in real life in an actual research to truth makes it so strong and real and profound and, and I can carry it over into everything that I'm doing because really what I've learned is that the audience um, relates to the realness of your your story. You know what I mean? When it comes from a real place and not just, you know, look at me and look how high this is and look how great it is. But m- more purposeful, I think, is what I'm looking for. More purposeful, it's more fulfilling, it's mm-hmm. more enriching, and it's not just, yeah, empty. Mm-hmm. Of, empty. Like, lost over this is what and i mean you can see it i i'll say this on my tapes as well if i'm judging or i what i want to see is storytelling you as the artist what do you have to offer and it's very rare when i get that so what you're really seeing in a lot of dance competitions and a lot of conventions is you're seeing the movement that the choreographer gave you and it's easier for a judge or for a teacher to pick apart because there's nothing there and you're just watching what was given to you and clearly you were told to run from stage right to stage left (laughs) but there's nothing behind what are you running for there's no intention yes yeah there's no intention and that's what's i think you gain that purpose and you gain the you know just the skill of what that even means and how to approach it. Yeah. Through higher education. Awesome. Perfectly said. Very, very nice. Oh, thanks doll. (laughs) (laughs) So you said your first step for you was to attend a college and you Mm -hmm. got a degree. What was the program you attended? I went to SUNY Buffalo and I got my BFA. Yes. Nice. So then let's say, what was, what do you think was your first, I guess, big break or what was your first job maybe after college? So I feel like I have not had my big break yet. (laughs) And you've done some great things. I've done amazing things. I am very, very, very happy with my career and what I've done thus far. I just, 
I think it's personally dangerous when you said you've had your big break because then you have nowhere to go from there. So I've made huge strides um, right out of college. One of the first things I auditioned for was Radio City Rockettes and I booked it. It was my first professional contract. Yay! <laughs> that for about four seasons, not consecutively, and I toured and I performed at the music hall, which was like always on my bucket list. Um, and it was amazing. I, I got to work with Linda Haberman and I got to do, you know, it was just really, really awesome to be a part of such a legendary group. Um, but I also knew I wanted more. And I think that's the, I don't know, the, hungry artist in me. Like I've always been hungry for different genres and different kinds of jobs. I've never just had the dream of just being on Broadway. There's nothing wrong with it, but I've just always been hungry for doing different jobs. I feel like that's how, you know, you become a more knowledgeable artist. You challenge yourself because you're never doing the same kind of movement. And so you're just, it's staying fresh and alive for you. Um, so after Radio City, uh, I knew I wanted to do more musical theater and not just dance. I wanted to sing more, I wanted to act more. Um, and the hardest thing probably in our business, in show business, coming from the dancer side of the world is being pigeonholed as just a dancer. Yeah. So that was a huge challenge. Um, so I founded a huge success of mine to be given the role of Sue on Smash, where it was the first time I was acknowledged as an actress, dancer, singer. Like, it was great. I was like, yes, I've made it. <laughs> this is the first step. So yeah, I consider, I guess, Smash to be um, life-changing for me because people saw me being able to do multiple things like and yeah it always takes you getting the job and someone kind of <laughs> validating yeah. your skills for other people to kind of notice that so it was great and then from there I did more musical theater um, I another huge accomplishment was performing at the Metropolitan Opera House like I had never done an opera so for me to be a principal on an opera singing with you know, <laughs> on the stage with Renee Fleming. I mean, I'm no Renee Fleming, <laughs> but it was, it was huge. And, you know, um, and then again, from there, where do you go? Where do you grow? So yeah, I don't That's think I've awesome. had a big break yet, but I've had some special moments. Yeah. Were you, um, did you perform at the Tony Awards recently? I did, yes. So I, I promise I'm not a creeper, but I watched, <laughs> It's it's random. Um, I watch all almost all the award shows, and I, I'm only there for the performances. Okay, because I'm a dancer, and I, <laughs> and I just watch the performances. And it's just I just happened. I was like, oh, she looks familiar. I wonder. And it was after we had already talked about. Um, I don't know what it was after. Actually, we hadn't said we were going to talk here yet. But maybe I was going through the working dancer group, and I was like, yeah. "Oh, I saw I saw your post about the LaRoche approach," and yeah. then maybe you were just on my mind. I don't know why, but I I think I saw you. So <laughs> another great project. And I you did, you did. Tony's was also 
clearly on my bucket list. That yeah. was a huge deal. And yeah, I got to do the opening number and it was amazing that it was the 70th year anniversary. Like I think is, especially as a kid, like if you ever grew up watching the Tony Awards, um, my family's more of like a sports family. So, you know, usually there was always a game also on, you know, but I knew like, especially living in this city that I would love to perform at the Tonys. So I got to do that yeah. ago and it was a huge event and a huge night. There are a lot of big wins and the opening number was this whole montage of all these like famous musicals and, you know, legendary musicals. So it was fun to kind of play the many faces of Jenny <laughs> and where like, you know, um, I got to do the Lion King and uh, the Sound of Music, and then we did like a big old 42nd Street number. Yeah, so it was fun. Yeah. That is so great. Yeah. So, um, we've done tons of things, a range of projects, which I think is amazing. So how do you think that you stay working? What is it that you feel like, and I'm sure there's not any one thing that mm -hmm. you say that you attribute to the reason that you continue working but what for an aspiring dancer or someone starting out what could you say is is the reason that you've been able to do as much for as long yeah um i think i stay hungry mm. um i stay as much as i can a student uh always willing to learn always willing to work hard. It's hard, I think, and I watch it happen sometimes, you achieve certain jobs and you achieve certain goals of yours that may make you feel entitled. Mm -hmm. And it's just not a good habit to have because there's always someone who has done more yep. and there's always someone willing to work harder. Yep. So you kind of have to, it's, it's about staying humble. It's about keeping the work ethic. And yeah, I, like I kind of mentioned before, I've never just been interested in one genre. So I think that's why I'm able to work across the board commercially you know this year this year i got to do the mariah carey christmas show which was that's more of the commercial world and then from there i did a workshop for king kong and then from there i did do i hear a waltz which was musical theater and i got to you know this and i got to meet steven sondheim which was yeah. <laughs> another career high um but again, like staying auditioning for, and there were auditions in between that I did not book. So that's also the part that I feel no one really talks about because it does happen for sure. And I think you just kind of have to know that there's always going to be jobs that are not for you, yep. but as much as you have something to offer that other people do not. And as long as you know you want to do certain jobs i don't think people have to categorize themselves as much like i've learned so much from working with all these different choreographers and with all these different directors and it's fun so until i find it you know not fun and i just want to stay in one field who knows i might never yeah. want to. <laughs> But, you know, I think that's why I've been able to do as much as I have. And, um, yeah. And obviously, 
continue working on my craft and staying fit and staying healthy um, are all major parts of it. Absolutely. I think you brought up some amazing points. Staying hungry, staying humble. Um, but not greedy. Exactly. There's such yes. a difference between hungry and greedy. <laughs> Absolutely. I yeah. yeah. Um, but being open, not putting yourself in a box, that's something that um, I tell mm. my students a lot because I always hear uh, people come in and say, oh, I'm this type of dancer. I'm losing my life for some reason. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm, I'm this type of dancer or this is what I'm comfortable with. And I'm like, well, if you want to stay working, you should, uh -huh. <laughs> you should just be a dancer. That's and the thing. I tell students this all the time. And I used to do it too. I used to be like, I'm a jazz dancer. That's mm -hmm. what I want to do. It may be your first love, right. but you're not going to work as heavily as you want to work if you only have one skill. It will never happen, especially in today's world where people are hiring dancers and artists that are more versatile because they can play multiple parts and they can swing a show and they can learn different tracks. Mm -hmm. You know, that's really essential to a producer who's hiring versus just hiring a specialty, you know, yeah. dancer or a specialty, you know, pop and lock that there's nothing else that you can do. Yeah. We don't really get that kind of red carpet rolled out for us exactly. back in the day, <laughs> exactly. but not even, yeah, you just have to be versatile and you have to have multiple skills. That's just mm -hmm. today's world and dancers need to acknowledge that and work on it. I think the biggest thing, um, especially as, for, as teachers, we have to work on our students' weaknesses as much as we do their, you know, their strengths. Right. right. Yeah. I agree. Um, it's just making me think of my own career. And I, I just love to dance, so I'll learn any type of style. So they yeah. also have to be willing to just, just be open to learning something else. So, you know, I started in the traditional studio route, uh, road, so that's jazz and tap and um, ballet. And I didn't touch modern or anything like that, honestly, until almost grad school. But in between that time was obviously hip hop. I grew up in hip hop, so um, that's basically my expertise. But along the way, um, I've done musical theater and I choreographed tons of musical productions now, which is weird because I didn't come from that world. And then I've danced with a samba company and I've danced with Latin bands. And so I've picked up like salsa and merengue and, you know, yeah. and, and all that kind of stuff. And it's just because I which love are such dance. hard forms of dance. Right. <laughs> They're so fantastic and they look way easier than they are to learn. Yeah. For sure. So it's, it's key. And, um, I think everything comes full circle, but just staying hungry and staying open, I think are two great key things that you just said. So let's see, we've talked about how you stayed working. Um, well, let's talk about this. What do you feel like has been your biggest obstacle in your career pursuit or in your just career experience overall? Um, I'm gonna bring that back to the being pigeonholed. Like, I think that's my biggest obstacle today. Um, well, yeah, 
we're going to leave it at that. Like feeling categorized. Okay. Um, I am going more the actor route. I want to do more principal work. Okay. Which I have been doing and have been asked to do, but at the same time, I'm also asked to do ensemble work. And I think that just comes from the fact that I've done so much of it. Um, and I'm still willing to do it, but now I have to limit it because yeah, working with certain choreographers and certain directors that only see you in that light because that's all you've done with them. Right. It's very difficult for them to then see you as a principal. Like you, you do eventually have to kind of choose what road you want to head. Mm -hmm. And I, that's an obstacle for me now, I guess, because I'm very ready um, to be challenged, to be a lead to, you know, do certain things, but it is a little scary and just a little, um, you know, I still do plenty of ensemble work and I still love to do it. So it's, and even when I talk to like my agent or if I'm talking to a casting director and they're like, yeah, if you do want to do more acting and you do want to do these projects, you do have to take off a lot of the dancer credits that I have on my resume, which is also very sad because that's a huge part of me. It's a huge part of how I've gotten as far as I have, you know, gotten, but I guess it's the same in like, if you're in the, I don't know, financial world and you want to be a CEO, you can't really put like that I was an intern and I did all these credits, you know what I mean? Like it's kind of climbing the ladder, but it does feel a little like, <laughs> okay, I'll take off this credit for this show, you know, that I love doing. That's um, interesting. That's a very, I think, yeah. interesting insider tip you just shared there. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's something I would have never even thought of before. Yeah. You just kind of take, like, I feel like as an artist, you're just open to work and you're open to do the jobs that make you happy yeah. and you just kind of go along that path but then once you realize oh okay I want to do more of this um that's when you like start to kind of find out okay how do I really get to do more of that but when people see you in one light you know you have to make it super easy for casting directors I feel like yeah. um yeah so that's the only part that's like tough I guess that's that's so interesting. Um, yeah, I guess that's a biggie. So you now you're having to deal with possibly letting go of some of your dance credits. So you don't need a separate, I guess, no. I was going to say you don't need a I do have separate resumes. Okay. I do. Yeah. I have my principal resume and I have my dancer resume or my commercial resume, I should say. Okay. Um, and I have a legit resume. Yeah. Um, and... I, I guess I would say another obstacle is with the principal resume, with my legit resume, you, I, <laughs> I have encountered certain auditions where skill sets and, you know, your experience have nothing to do with if they're going to give you that job or not. Mm -hmm. And it's fully, I've run into, someone told me I was too dark for... I won't say what role. <laughs> I was like, oh, you tried my soul. Like, literally, you know, um, that's tough. Very tough. And I think will always be tough. 
but I also have to know that I will get the jobs that are meant for me to get. Yeah. And I, you know, you just have to, I don't know, really believe that with your experience and what you have to offer will always override some people's stereotypes or some people's, you know, um, limitations. That's unfortunate that that's even still an issue. I mean, I, I understand. I understand, but I, it's well, I think it comes from, you know, art always mimics reality and society. Mm -hmm. And it's very much a part of society. If there's like a role that, you know, um, is, I don't know, young black girl playing this elite, blah, blah, blah. You kind of tend to be stereotyped of, oh, okay, we're going to see mm -hmm. the lighter skinned or the more coil haired girl or, you know, like that sort of, a, it fully happens. It fully happens. And, um, it's, I don't know. I think that's just a part of the business. It always has been. And I don't, I try not to focus on it. You yeah. just, again, there are other opportunities happening for you. Mm -hmm. And there are certain things that are going to be more for you that are not going to be for, you know, I, I also tell all of my students, you know, typecasting is a huge part of the business and you have to have really thick skin to get through it. Um, otherwise you just won't last in this business. So I think I've always kind of had that thicker skin. <laughs> um, yeah. Being Brown, you always have a thicker skin. I think than most you've heard more than I guess other people might have had. Yeah, yeah um, unfortunately. Yeah, but, you have to. Mm -hmm. You have to. Um, we could have on another day because there's. I know that's a whole other. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's plenty I could say about it, but I will hold my. Talking <laughs> about great things, but yes, I agree. You are talking about great things, but you know what I mean. Yeah, there's. You know, I I don't always want to play the role of the oppressed. You know, like we're it's 2016. I want to. That's a whole other yeah. conversation. Mm -hmm. It is. But what I can say is, you know, to all that are watching, to all that of, oh, I just experienced that. How do you get over that? You just remember and you know, um, that's the self love. The you know, I know I have a lot to offer and I know that there's always going to be more there's always going to be more opportunities and you just can't dwell on you know yeah. the not one person's opinion absolutely you have to get extremely comfortable and bold and blatant mm -hmm. with your self-love if you're going to yes. be in this industry um, in any capacity, not just as a dancer, because, or even just in the world, honey, because <laughs> life will, don't get me on my soapbox, life will, I like we need a cocktail, right? <laughs> <laughs> life throws some heavy blows and you have to be mm -hmm. able to pick yourself up and say, I am enough and I am worth this. Exactly. And I, you know what I mean? You, and you I know? am enough. I'm mm -hmm. going to get a shirt that says, that. <laughs> Yeah, we have to, that has to be like your mantra so that you could, you know, keep pressing forward. Honey, let's not, we can go to church over here. Let's, let's keep it moving. <laughs> okay, so we talked about your biggest obstacle. 
Mm-hmm. So, uh, what are you working on now? Wink, wink. <laughs> wink. Well, the LaRoche approach. Mm-hmm. Let me see. See my shirt. I stay. Hey, I stay booked. I love that. And the back, <laughs> the back of it, the LaRoche approach. I don't know. If nice. That is a nice shirt. Very nice. Thank you. <laughs> on sale on the website. Hey. <laughs> uh, so the LaRoche approach. Um, started off like two years ago as a method and a seminar, 90 minute seminar that I first debuted at SUNY Buffalo. Um, they brought in, you know, me as the alumni to come in and talk to the students of how are you successful, how, you know, our students have so many things to ask. And that's one of the main things that I really credit my school for. Um, and the professors there, they really, want what's best for the students and they know that there's some questions that they can't answer because they've been out of the business for so long or they just don't know New York City like that and what the industry is like so you know I put together this seminar and I was like I'm gonna come in and talk to the kids and I'm gonna come in and tell them the ins and outs and the things that they need to know that are never discussed and you know so many people have no idea when they're jumping in blind into this industry because there was a lot that I did not know. Um, So, you know, it started off, and it is, the seminar I discussed from everything across the board, the difference between commercial world, legit, uh, concert dance, as well as offering workshops and like audition techniques for those different things because it's true you can't walk into a beyonce audition rocking the same outfit that you're gonna wear for ailey you know or something like that um and you're also going to approach those auditions very differently so not auditions are the same um we talk about camera ready and we talk about managers versus agents when do you get an agent when do you get a manager what's the difference uh i then also offer my financial advice i think no one really talks about how to be a freelancer um and that's the biggest part about the business (laughs) it's surprising that no one even discusses that so i am very like you know candid like let's talk about it let's come up with a budgeting plan financial let's talk 401k let's talk health insurance let's talk all of that um because this is how you are gonna sustain yourself as a human being to then be an artist to then be happy and healthy and okay how do i work in the rest so I discuss all of that in the LaRoche approach because that is my approach of how to be a working professional performer. Um, And then I kind of, uh, we open it up to the floor, we do Q&A. And so all questions that especially I find like, oh, that's a great question. I never really thought, you know, I'll then add it and incorporate it into the seminar. So the beauty of the seminar is that it's always staying current and fresh and knowledgeable. you know, the more double booked I get, the more I'm gonna then hire some of my professional friends who can also input the same kind of structure that I do. Right. Um, but again, the key is it's always given by a working professional so that you know you're getting true facts and knowledge of what the business is to date because it's always evolving and it's always changing. Absolutely. So, as well as the seminar and the workshop like technique, 
um, kind of mock audition style, I offer Skype sessions, which has now become like one of my favorite things to do is talking like this, um, but with pre-professionals that have really amazing questions that they just might be embarrassed to ask in class that they feel like they should already know the answer to. And I'm like, no, there's so many people that, you know, not even professionals, but like dance teachers or dance studio owners that are really want to ask the same question you just asked. (laughs) But, you know, um, so yeah, I get to create kind of like a personal plan and a personal like uh, guidance path for these pre-professionals over the Skype session. So it's really cool. And we'll like talk depending on their schedule once a week or once a month or, oh, we'll check back and touch base. So I kind of become like their career counselor yes, a mentor. yeah so cool yeah so that's the la roche approach that's what i offer that's awesome and so are you still giving seminars is it only specific to the new york area or have you guys expanded to other areas or it's not it's not so this year i went back to suny buffalo and again this is all in between the your work jobs that I do (laughs) so um yeah I'll usually if it's a seminar where I'm traveling to a university like Buffalo or Pace University I did this year I did Broadway Dance Center which kind of opened it up to okay I'm not just gonna limit it to the colleges although I love my college you know I try and give them first (laughs) kind of preferential treatment if you will um because I think they really worked hard for it and they paid good money for it um and invested their time in their four-year program so I really love talking to the seniors and you know all of that but I also did Broadway Dance Center and they asked amazing questions that was their pre-professional program um so next year I'm setting up other universities as well same um sorry, universities that I went to this year, but adding more. So we're talking to Point Park and setting that up because I'm trying to make it so that whatever city I go to, I can do multiple um, universities and not just one. Otherwise it becomes tricky to go back there and, you know. Um, So it's all a scheduling thing. Um, And that's why Skype sessions have really become probably the easiest for students that are moving to the city now and really want answers and really have a lot of questions and you know guide me and you know that way they don't have to wait for a seminar but i'm also going to be in rochester in august um and it's not a competition studio it's more of a musical theater prep program so that's where i'll be giving the seminar next uh i believe it's going to be the week of august 20 third <laughs> yeah. um so that will be after a very special um really exciting project i'm working on now that i can't give too much on um <laughs> it's the donna summer workshop yeah, summer. Nice. really 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 amazing and special. I'm very excited about it. I already did a, a couple of things for it and it's really cool, very original. Um, yeah, and I'll be playing a fun role in that as well. So yes, very exciting, very exciting yes. summer. And <laughs> I mean, who doesn't love Donna Summers? Like, right. 
so my zhuzh, that whole era, like yes. bring me disco queen. Yes, yes. That's that's <laughs> incredible, Jenny. Congratulations on that. Thank you. Thank and you. I, I'm very I excited. With you on those Skype sessions, I've just recently started doing um, some coaching sessions myself. But yeah. I think um, the questions that I've been getting have been more geared towards, you know, like uh, how to set up your pay rates for choreography and, you know, oh, okay. yeah, like yeah. in the choreography mm -hmm. lane. And I think because I'm now in this online blogging kind of world, um, People are also interested in, I think, um, figuring out how to get, you know, a presence online, which I think is great. There's so, there's not a lot of dance writers, and I think that there should be, you know, people putting stuff online for us to read and talk about. So I think what you're doing is phenomenal, and I think be everywhere, and you should go to all the schools. <laughs> that is the plan. <laughs> Everybody should hear about it. So. Um, how can Meanwhile, I'm planning my wedding? It's like the craziest. Year. You're engaged too. Congratulations, I... Go yeah. on, girl. So, literally, I mean, I was just on the phone with like the hotel and talking transportation and blah blah blah. And I'm like, wait, I was like, I gotta go. I gotta go. <laughs> yeah. Oh wow, you've got a really fulfilling quite exciting life you got going on there. I think so. I try. I yeah, try. Quite literally living the dream, honey. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> how, can, um, how can people connect with you? Where can they find you, Jenny? So the LaRoteAppproach.com. <laughs> okay. You can email me there. I'm on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And it's all the same, Jenny with a Y, LaRoche. Very simple, very easy. Follow me, tweet me, anything. I'm pretty quick to respond, I think. Um, <laughs> and yeah, those are my, um, I guess, ways of contacting you. Uh, nice. So um, in the video, we'll obviously put all of that up and in the description. And we're going to put, we're just going to literally blast you everywhere that I am. I'm you so will thrilled. Go <laughs> in the Facebook group or anywhere that the working dancer is, Jenny LaRouche will be there as well. So, <laughs> um, so thank you so much for taking time out of your oh so busy schedule to come and chat with the working dancer about everything that you're doing and everything that you have going on. And I think it's absolutely incredible. And I think when people think about having a dance career, they quite honestly probably think about the career that you have. So actually hearing someone talk about it and hear where you started and the things that you're dealing with, I think there needs to be more conversations like this so that we can know what to do when we get started and where to go. So keep doing what you're doing, keep your beautiful spirit, and please don't be a stranger to the working dancer because we would love I to absolutely will not. I think <laughs> what you have done with the working dancer is phenomenal. Thank That's you. why I reached out to you. I was like, I applaud you and Thank I applaud you. everything you're doing. I really, truly, tremendously think it's amazing and it's so necessary and I wish I had <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah absolutely well thank you again jenny um find her at the laroche approach right dot com and until next time happy dancing folks bye uh,